You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You're listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Sunday, January the 19th, 2020. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. The IDF today began installing a series of underground sensors along the northern border in order to detect any new tunnels entering Israeli territory from Lebanon. The effort comes a year after the military discovered and destroyed six such passages dug by Hezbollah. An IDF spokesman said the decision to install the infrastructure near Misgav Am now was not based on fresh intelligence that Hezbollah was digging a cross-border tunnel there, but in light of the fact that the technology being used had recently been declared operational following a series of tests. The technology has been adapted for the topographical characteristics of the northern border area and is expected to track any activity underground. A con reporter says the work at the site is expected to continue for several months and is being carried out in coordination with heads of local authorities in the area. The IDF made the public announcement on the work so as not to raise tensions over unusual activity in the area. Attorney General Avichai Mandelblit has rejected the prime minister's request to receive all of the materials in the investigations against him ahead of parliamentary hearings on his request for immunity from prosecution. Prior to the Netanyahu's pre-indictment hearing last year, his counsel received the core materials relating to the charges against him. A letter sent from Mandelblit's office to Netanyahu's lawyers said that by law, the entirety of the materials gathered in an investigation must be transferred to the accused only when the charges are filed in court. For this reason, the letter said there is no justification to provide the material at this time. The letter further stated that the materials already provided to the defense counsel before the hearing adequately and more so cover what is necessary for the parliamentary hearings on whether or not to grant Netanyahu immunity from charges. A response issued on behalf of the prime minister to the attorney general's decision stated, How can one fight for the truth if material from the investigation that exposes extortion of state witnesses, arbitrary enforcement, and tailoring legal precedents that never existed in the history of humankind is being concealed? Those who do not want full transparency are trying to achieve a foregone result. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says he is pleased Russian President Vladimir Putin accepted his invitation to come to Israel this month for events marking the 75th anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz-Birkenau, and he hopes that Putin will bring good news regarding the status of Naamai Sakhar, the Israeli jailed in Russia on drug smuggling charges. Netanyahu was speaking at the start of the weekly cabinet meeting. On Friday, the prime minister said that in a conversation with Putin, he felt that the latter is inclined to reach a solution on the matter. Russian media has reported that Putin might be considering granting Issachar a pardon ahead of his trip to Israel. The cabinet has approved the recommendations of the Basket of Medicines Committee. This year, 141 new medicines and technologies were added, which will serve more than 210,000 patients at a cost of approximately 500 million shekels. The Health Council called for increasing the budget of the Basket of Medicines through a permanent updating mechanism. The Jordanian parliament has approved legislation for a ban on natural gas imports from Israel. At the beginning of the month, Israel began supplying natural gas to Jordan's National Electric Company from the newly operational Leviathan Field. 
This is part of a multi-billion dollar deal signed more than a year ago with Texas-based firm Noble Energy, one of the partners in the offshore gas field. In recent weeks, there have been protests in Jordan against the gas imports from Israel. The High Court of Justice has authorized the IDF to demolish four building additions on structures next to the security fence in the Tzor Bahir area of East Jerusalem. The construction areas are located about 30 kilometers from the fence, and the court ruled that allowing them to remain would impede the effectiveness of the barrier. The justices ruled that the owners of the buildings who petitioned the court took the law into their hands and built in defiance of a ban on construction in that area. Heavy rainfall this morning caused flooding in the center of the country, including in Ramata Chayal in the Carmel Market region in Tel Aviv. Due to the flooding, police also closed off roads in the south, including between Sa'elim to Orim junctions, as well as on Road 90 between Mitsukedrogot and Engedi. Overnight, teams from a special photography rescue unit were summoned to search a flooded parking garage in Ashkelon for any trapped individuals. Four cars were located, all of them empty. The weather outlook, intermittent rain in the north and center, winds picking up, snow on the Hermon. Tomorrow calls for rain from the north to the northern Negev, snow overnight and Wednesday on the northern hills, and possibly high peaks in the center of the country as well. Chance of flooding in the Jordan Valley, the Judean Desert, and the Dead Sea region. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 9, Tel Aviv 14, Haifa 13, Beersheba 14, and in Eilat going up to 20 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Reka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can find us at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, Spotify, and the Khan English Facebook page.